Romans chapter 1. I want to start off tonight with this overall statement. We're a Bible church. I'm a Bible teacher. I believe the Bible is the word of God and that it is unchangeable. It is it is what we what we live by. We don't have our own opinions on some things. We have God's word for some things now in some areas there are there are some, there is some room for you not to be different according to our conscience even in some ways but the subject i'm going to talk to you tonight is not an opinion it is the word of god taught by the word of god there is a cancer spreading across our nation. And it has infiltrated into our, our school system, our youngest school. My, my granddaughter, on my Jamie's, Jamie's daughter, I think she's 12, she uh, had a girlfriend. The kind of, you know, kind of girlfriend that you, you enjoy going to school because she's there and they do things together, they, et cetera, et cetera. All of a sudden, the girlfriend announces that she's gay. It's that way in, 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 in many, if not all, of our schools, not even just the public and the private. This generation has heroes in the sports field, in, the, in Hollywood, and their TV shows, and they're getting more flagrant and more flagrant. One of the things we have to understand is it's nothing new. Nothing new. Way back in the book of Genesis, God sends two angels to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. The two angels are taken into the home of Lot. Lot, uh, he lives in Sodom. And uh, the angels have come to take Lot and his family out, and God's going to destroy Sodom. Here come all the homosexual men. They want the angels, two very, very good-looking men, evidently. If you ever want to have an idea, a biblical idea of what angels might look like, they're generally men. And they must be beautiful because these men were lust, these men of Sodom were lusting after these two men that walked into town and are staying at Lot's house. The, the thing, uh, the poison is Lot in his poisonous mind already broken. He offers the men, his two teenage daughters, to have their way with. And they said, no, we want the men. So with that goes way back to the year 2000 B.C. It has always been a particular sin of mankind and it probably will until the Lord shuts the world down. So that's where we are. I get that question all the time, especially now, now in our society where 
homosexuality is preached as normal, the only sin in it is if you judge it as being sin. We're supposed to be open and accepting. I had a conversation with one of you just this week, maybe last week, and the old, the old uh, law came out, love the sinner, but hate the sin. I've had very long conversations with, with gay homosexual people in my office trying to convince them of the error of their way, and uh, it's very prevalent. One of the problems I have now, even now, is in our congregation there are parents who have gay children or gay grandchildren. It is so prevalent. My wife says I should skip chapter 1. Don't get into it. You'll get in trouble. No, I'm not going to skip it. It is a topic, controversial topic for the day. I want to point out to you that this is not my opinion. Nor should we have personal opinions. And we can have gay friendships. Do you get that? Keeping them at arm's length and being, giving them your friendship. One of the problems with, with gay and all that, all those things, is that people just want to be loved. And if they don't get it at home, and sometimes they do and they still go, people just want to be loved, that's all. Our children grow up wanting to be loved and wanting to have romance, and if they don't get it here, they go over here. And I just, I just say that because we have a tendency, once we are bombarded with it, to kind of slide a little. I challenge you to be careful and to know the scriptures. That's all. That's all. I've even had some long emails to people, textings to people, trying to warn them of the complexities and the sins of this particular sin. I believe it is a cancer. I believe that Satan is the origin. And let's see what the book of Romans, in, in Romans, first century, the wealthy all had sex slaves of all sexes. The wealthy had that. It, and not just Rome, but Ephesus and Corinth, they all, it was just the, it was a thing to have if you were wealthy. So it's prevalent problem in the, in the, the year 2000 BC. Prevalent problem in, four, in the first century. It's a prevalent problem today in the year 2020. Let's begin reading again from, from Luke chapter one. And we'll just do touch on a little bit on how we get into this. Chapter 1, verse 16. Romans 1, 16. What did I say? It's because I was looking at it. Okay. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, if you're with me. The Apostle Paul. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation 
to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek. We talked about that last week. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. That verse, verse 18, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against who? Watch, all, what's that mean? All ungodliness, all unrighteousness. There is a righteous way to do things, and it's not according to our judgment. It's not, we can't go along and think and say, well, I, I like this, I, I don't like this, and somebody else likes this, but I don't like that. It's, if we're biblical Christians, we have to believe God's word, God's teaching. Some things are just not up for us to make decisions. And yet we're continually chipped away at to be able to believe and accept some things as normal. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it to them. They know. They know down deep in their inner being, but they don't want to be told what they can't do. Verse 20, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Some people have never had a, a Bible tract or a Bible. Actually, in the world right now, anyone can go to a radio and, and turn up a Christian station, even in Russia. But they, they may not have a preacher. How will they know unless there's a preacher? Well, they can get the preaching over, over the, the airwaves. But also... Those things that God made, when you look out and you see the most beautiful scene in the, in the world, and all of us have that, even the area we live in, God created this. He, I mean, when you're driving down I-99 and you're looking off at the mountains and the valleys, God created it. It didn't just happen. Oh, my goodness. So... The invisible things show us that there is a God so that they are without excuse. Verse 21. They are without excuse because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Let's stop for a moment and let's say, when they, for when they knew God as the authority, our God has the authority to tell us right to teach us right from wrong our god but because that verse 21 when they knew god the ultimate authority they glorified him not as god 
they did not take his, they did not take him as their authority, their higher power that can tell them what's wrong and what's right. Amazing, amazingly. Verse 21 again, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful. That is a big indicator of how well you know God if you're thankful to God. But they became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And again, we talked about this last week, being vain in their imaginations, no stop signs. Well, that's wrong. Well, who says it's wrong? So-and-so does it, so-and-so does it. Who says it? And they became vain with their imaginations so that all, everything becomes legal to them. They are without excuse. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Wow. There are a lot of very, very wise people out there. We talked about this last week. How, how my goodness, how they bring in experts in everything. But the experts are not considering that there is a God of higher power, a creator. Verse 23, after they became fools, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, a statue, into an image like birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God gave them up to uncleanness, through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie. And they worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26. For this cause... God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of the error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Reprobate mind. To a mind that had no stop signs, void of judgment. There's nothing wrong. They, anything goes to the reprobate mind. He gave them an by the way, rem remember this was 2,000 years ago. And I don't know if it's gotten worse or because of, of, of media, uh, it's just gotten worse. That way, it's gotten more acceptable. Like I have said, the only thing that is wrong about men with men, women with women, is if you call it wrong. 
That's the world we live in. Now remember, God wants us to love the sinner but hate the sin. Sometimes we get way too, too mean on this and judgmental. We're to judge the sin. But sometimes you and I are put into a position where we're the only Jesus they're going to ever see. Looking again at verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they didn't want to think about God and how wrong this was. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, King James, convenient, to do those things which are not proper, and not by our eyes, by God's eyes. Verse 29, those that are doing those things not proper, verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, we have said before, when the word fornication is alone by itself, without the word adultery, it's all sexual sins out of wedlock. So this includes adultery. This is fornication. If we took the time, we might if I have the time, if we took the time to go to Galatians, adultery and fornication are listed separately. Our sexuality is one of the wildest, hardest things for us to control. It always has been, and until we get a handle on it, it always will be. It's a wonderful gift from God, but with that gift, with the exercising of that gift, comes a tremendous discipline as well. Being filled with all unrighteousness, being filled with fornication, being, forward, being filled with wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, being full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud. Book of Proverbs lists pride as one of the greatest sins. Boasters. Then it says inventors of evil things. Uh, just That's just before disobedient to parents. And I, I happen to think that our society encourages our children, even through the TV shows they watch, to dishonor and disrespect their parents. But I want to go back to that one. Verse 30, backbiters, talking about others behind their back. Haters of God, despiteful, proud boast, boasters, inventors of evil things. And as I've said before, anything goes. No stop signs. No morality, completely amoral. Then it says, disobedient to parents. Listen, parents, those children that grow up habitually disobedient to you are going to grow up being habitually disobedient to God, God the Father. That's why it is so important for us to have discipline with our, our children 
So as they grow up and get away and the rope gets further and further away from us, you might be away from them, but they remember that God is watching and they love him, teaching them to love him. Verse 31, these folks are without understanding. They are covenant breakers, covenant breakers, vow breakers. They are without natural affection. That word, I've studied it at length, and it has in it, its implication has to do with children. Without natural affection to our children, they will be without natural affection. They will be implacable, unpleasable. They will be unmerciful. Verse 32. Who they know the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. And there's more to it than that. Not only do they have pleasure in these sins, part of the pleasure is to reach out and entice us off of our path onto their path. Reach out and, and touch our children off of the path we're putting them on and putting them onto their own path. There is... Scripturally, pleasure in sin for a season, it says. Pleasure in sin for a season. We as Christians and as a body of Christ, we have to understand that not all, ple not, not all pleasures, not everything that feels good is good. We need to be able to say no. To some things within reason. Balance. Balance. Verse 32 again. Who, knowing the judgment of God, they know that God's word is against it, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but they have pleasure in them that do them. Wow. Lord Jesus Christ, I've tried hard to keep my personal, my personal feelings out of this. I want to mirror your feelings. I want to, we want you to, Lord, protect our children, our grandchildren. Protect them from temptation, from error. Protect them, Lord, in ha having any fallen <clears throat> Bring them back. Lord, part of the reasons they fall this way is because they want to be loved. Help us to love them. It's not the only reason, Lord, but help, help us to love the sinner but hate the sin. Use us, Lord, in such a way. First century Roman, they, the first century Romans that did these sins, Lord, you were there. That's why you had Paul write this warning to us 2,000 years later. Wow. Give us a love 
And give us wisdom, Lord, on how to help others. In Jesus' name.